WP Talk, the Wealth Professional Podcast. Mackenzie's sustainable fixed income, powered by forward-thinking experts and an innovative ESG model, can help you diversify portfolios and make a real impact. Visit mackenzieinvestments.com forward slash innovation to learn more. Commissions, trailing commissions, management fees and expenses all may be associated with investment funds. Please read the prospectus before investing. Investment funds are not guaranteed, their values change frequently and past performance may not be repeated. Hello everyone and welcome to the latest edition of WP Talk. I'm your host, James Burton, Managing Editor of Wealth Professional Canada. For this episode, it was my pleasure to welcome Christopher Dudney, Principal and CFP at Dudney & Co. In particular, we discussed how finance drew him away from a career in the fashion world, how he helps minorities and low-income clients achieve their dreams, and how he adapted to the pandemic. The pod starts with Christopher telling me about how he got his head turned away from men's clothing. Right. So first I was um, focused on fashion. I I went to school for fashion. Uh, I believe my future was in fashion, not on the design aspect, but on on the business side. Um, And that was my my path. Um, I I had uh, a very dear friend uh, whose father is uh, and still is today a uh, very successful advisor in the industry. And just through conversations uh, with him being at their home, he posed the question to me. He said, you know, what, what is it that you like about fashion? And have you ever considered uh, finance? So I, I went over uh, with him, uh, you know, uh, the, the, you know the, 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 the fact that uh, fashion is an expression of, of oneself, uh, the craftsmanship that goes behind um the construction of the pieces, et cetera. Um, and, and ultimately, uh, where my desire lied, but in any event, you know, we started talking about finance as well. And he said, look, I think you'd be a great fit in this industry. You should, you should, you should consider it. Um, not to mention, you know, he went on to say with, 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 with fashion, it, 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 it's great and it, it's fine, but you can do so much more. You can, you can give back so much more, uh, through, through finance. And, uh, you know, he essentially won me over when I completed my studies, I immediately enrolled at Ryerson in business. And, um, that was the start of my start, my journey. All right. So, so you'd made your decision, uh, you were going into finance for the, for the reasons you've just explained there. How did you then get your start in what is often a very hard industry to get into. Yeah, so it uh, it was interesting. He gave me a list of uh, of books to read. Obviously, um, his son was a, a good friend of mine. I was at the house uh, often, and you know that kind of leads you into uh, the importance of having a role model and and mentorship. Um, you know, it's one of the things that I, I find is lacking in our industry. It's, it's becoming more and more prevalent. So it's, you know, similar to the way that, uh, a lawyer with article or an accountant with article or a doctor would do residence. But, um, in any event, having, uh, having that, that, uh, leadership, having that mentorship to, to give direction, um, 
absolutely was uh, was valuable. Uh, but while at school, I put my resume uh, out there, and uh, luckily, I was able to 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 receive a call. Um, went in for my uh, interview. I luckily got the position and immediately uh, began the training towards licensing. Okay. So how did you then progress? I mean, what, what type of, what type of business do you have now and and how did you get to that point? Yeah. So when you, when you first come in or when I first came in, so this is 2003 or 2004, um, you're on your own and, uh, you're really working off what, you know, we called back then your natural market. So just the people around you, friends from school, their parents, uh, people that, uh, were in, uh, groups or associations that I was a part of, uh, luckily back then we, we received something called seated clients or, uh, I guess they were orphaned, uh, clients. I, I believe I received 80 initially and, uh, you know, you'd get on the phone, you would call them, you would cold call, um, very early in my career, I didn't just, uh, do, um, uh, individuals. I also um, uh, focused on on group benefits as well, and I I found that those were easier. Co- going B two B is is easier, in my opinion, than going business to consumer uh, for the reason that it's it's really unintrusive. You know, when you when you're calling a company uh, to discuss their group benefits or pensions. Uh, it's an easier conversation than calling somebody at their home at, I don't know, 6, 7 p.m. and asking them about their investments or personal insurance. And and so um, I was fortunate to be able to have uh, that amount of, of versatility within it, within my practice earlier on. Uh, but it was just a matter of, of pounding the, the, you know, pounding the, uh, the, the calls and, and staying true to the craft, you know, over the years, um, I've committed myself to continuing education. Uh, and so, you know, when you start out, um, and you have no designation behind your name, it, it, you know, it's kind of hard to, 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 uh, to attract business and, and then to close business. Uh, but as I became more and more mature, uh, in the field, in my practice, um, I was, uh, I, I started to see more success. Okay. So what are your typical clients, Christopher? And, and, I, and I guess as a follow-up to that question, you know, how do you or what do you think differentiates yourself from um, other practices, maybe some of your competitors? Yeah, so I, I really, uh, we have two types of clients, right? We have individuals and we also have corporations. Um, and... Uh, you know, on, on, on both sides, I, I really segment the business into three categories. So one is risk, one is wealth, one is, one is estate. Um, what separates us? Uh, you know, one of our core competencies is, is having, uh, integrity and putting the client first. And I, I think that, you know, at the end of the day, when I started in this industry, it was primarily based on uh, selling uh, product. Uh, today, um, in, in our practice at least, what we're trying to do is solve a problem. Uh, we go through a discovery process, we listen to the client, and if there is a gap, uh, a hole to fill, a discrepancy, uh, we offer you know 
value, right? We offer a solution uh, that will uh, A, mitigate the risk uh, 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 or B, um, uh, create a, a, a plan to help them navigate to, to, uh, to their goal, whatever that may be, wherever that destination may be. And within that, you're looking at you know various areas: tax planning, cash flow planning, retirement planning, um, uh, insurance planning, risk management uh, uh, planning, et cetera, retirement planning. So, you know the the process today um, is more intensive, I believe, and and that's where the industry is going. Um, so, uh, for us, you know, when you ask what separates us, I only know anecdotally what I know from what I hear from clients, because uh, very rarely is the, is the, is the client a virgin uh, nine times out of 10, you're, you're taking the client from somewhere else. Um, and uh, the industry is just highly, highly competitive. So, you know, clients are looking for value. Uh, they're looking for somebody that they can trust. They're, they're looking for uh, someone who has the right uh, uh, credentials and who's an expert in in what they do, and and I would like to think uh, that we check all the boxes. Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. Now, obviously, we've had a pretty pretty tough couple of years. Um, I mean, many people have had it a lot tougher than us, but you know, we're hopefully emerging from this pandemic. Although, obviously, there are st- still still issues around COVID. But you know, from a from a business perspective. Chris, or maybe from an emotional one too, but how, how has it how has it affected what you do? So initially, uh, I'll just go back to March of uh, 2020. We were all caught uh, caught uh, blindsided. Um, you know, we're we're in a pandemic, <laughs> uh, and uh, we didn't know what would happen. For for you know, for the most part, clients were freaking out. And, uh, and we were just, uh, you know, it was unprecedented. So we were, we were looking for direction. Um, fast forward, uh, the pandemic for, for our industry in terms of revenue and growth has, has been great. It's been great, uh, for, for my practice, but I, I read the industry data. It's been great for the industry overall, uh, net cash flows were up insurance sales uh were up for clients uh from a uh business standpoint so to speak you know their their portfolios the ones that stayed investment uh sorry stayed invested uh they did well um but outside of that you know the pandemic's been difficult right uh uh, family members were, were unable to see family members kids weren't uh weren't in school People were locked up working from home. There was a lot of uh, additional psychological, sorry, psychological stress, mental anguish uh, that that came along with it. So, you know, the 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 first year, twenty twenty, um, was was uh, difficult. Twenty twenty one was uh, was a little bit better. Uh, now we're in twenty twenty two, and you know, as you said, you know, they're they're. You know, we're, hopefully there's light at the end of the tunnel. Um, but, uh, you know, to answer your question, business uh, for that two-year period 
uh, was, uh, was good. Um, right now, uh, 2022, um, uh, markets have retreated. Um, we're definitely seeing a, a, a pullback. Um, and again, uh, we may not be, uh, locked into the pandemic as we knew it in, uh, 2020 and, and, uh, 2021, but we're still, we're still here and we're still looking for some direction as well. So we take every day, um, as it comes and, uh, uh, try to figure it out, uh, day to day. Yeah. Now you've alluded to it there. We're speaking on a day where, where markets, um, have had a tough day. <clears throat> what, what, what are the main challenges for you at the moment and, and looking ahead? Um, you know, we've obviously the interest rates and inflation. Um, what what was front what was top of mind for you, Christopher? Both uh, interest rates, inflation, and everything else that comes along with it. Look, what we're going through right now, uh, no one uh, could have predicted it. Uh, so that's number one. And nobody uh, is able to predict the, the the future. I'll give you an example. You know, uh, a lot of there's a lot of talk about us going into a recession, and typically, uh, going into a recession, you you have high uh, unemployment. We have historically low right. <laughs> unemployment, right? Yeah. Uh, so, it, in fact, I read a report that we have over a million um, unfilled jobs. Right, like jobs that are there that are looking for 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 work. Uh, so, you know, like if you're looking at the data analytically or from a technical standpoint, a lot of the norms uh, that we would um, uh, 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 put towards uh, what we're seeing uh, have been kind of thrown out the window, and and so. For a lot of us, we, we are trying to make sense of, of what's going on. I think for the most part, um, you know, for, 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 for me, we keep repeating, stick to the plan, focus on the fundamentals, you know, uh, uh, try not to have a knee-jerk reaction. In fact, I think with the increase of people's uh, screen time, whether it's their phone or or the, the TV or the computer, I think it's adding another layer uh, to this period um, that uh, it, it's something that we haven't seen before because people, the clients weren't so engaged uh, with, with all these various media outlets. Uh, so, it, it, you know, it's putting uh, pressure, obviously, on the client, it's putting pressure on the advisor. But what we do know um, is that people, uh, unfortunately, but at often times, are their worst, uh, their worst own enemy. Uh, so, you know, we're, we're dealing with, obviously, the, 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 the current situation of what's going on. But then in, in addition to that, we have to deal with the behavioral and psychological aspect where we had advisors were not psychologists, but we're kind of slowly somewhat morphing into that role because there's a lot of discussion, a lot of handholding um, that has to go on as, as well. And I think that all of this is new. I, I think that there's an evolution of what it is that, uh, that, uh, of what it is that, uh, uh, <laughs> that we're doing. So, you know, when you ask me, what are the biggest challenges? 
it's simply that it, it's every challenge you stated. It's every headwind that's in front of us. But I, I think greater than that is the behavioral and the psychological aspect uh, that we, uh, we have to deal with as well. Yeah, absolutely. I want to move on to a, another very important topic. And it's one you've spoken eloquently about in the past to me, um, about the lack of representation of black people and other minorities in the wealth industry. Um, I can't remember when we spoke it, but it might have been a year, two years ago when we talked about the, some of those issues. And I wondered, you know, has anything changed since we spoke about that? And obviously, you know, what more needs to be done? Because um, there, there is obviously plenty more that does need to be done. Yeah, so uh, what has changed is that there's been a greater uh, recognition and acknowledgement uh, uh, for uh, the lack of, of representation and, and maybe some of the headwinds that are uh, faced. Um, but what has been done, you know, I, I think we're, we're yet to see the results of, of what has been done. There's been a lot of talk around diversity, inclusion, and, and equity. Um, and uh, it, it, it's, you know, our industry, uh, so financial services, has always been, and it's been changing, but it, it would it would always be an older uh, white gentleman. Essentially, would be in in finance through the years. There's been an increase of 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 women, so that's on a gender basis, and then you're seeing more uh, visible minorities, uh, but not necessarily in in positions of 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 power, in positions of of equity, if you want to look at it that way. Uh, so, um, is that changing? Uh, I think yes, it's, it's changing slowly. Um, but we can't, we can't take our foot off the gas and we have to keep going. Uh, 2020, just to backtrack, you know, we were, uh, that was the start of the pandemic for, for us anyways, in, in North America. And then we're also hit with George Floyd. And I think the combination of the two, resulted in the outcry that we've seen globally but since it's dissipated and, and we, we can't let that dissipate we, we need to stay focused uh, and we need to keep uh, uh, moving forward to have a, a, a more um, in- inclusive uh, workplace and, and one that represents the the fabric um, the texture, the culture of, of, of the country. So uh, hopefully that work will continue. I, I could tell you for, for me in my practice, um, that's a key mandate. So I've hired, I've hired and am hiring um, with that focus in, in mind. And I think that, you know, for a lot of advisors, they're always looking at the big firms and the institutions to lead the way. And that would be great if, if they would. Uh, but we too can do so in our own practices and set the example. And then hopefully they will follow if they haven't already started. So, you know, I think that a lot of times people pass the buck to the, to the next one. Um, but, but here, uh, what I'd like to see is the change starting, uh, at, at home. And, and so we all have the ability to do so ourselves. Yeah. Okay. Fantastic. Um, it's been great. Chatting, Christopher, I wanted to wrap it up by really asking you, you know, about your business and what's next. What have what have you got coming down the pipe? What's what are your ambitions and plans moving forward? 
Yeah, so you know we're, we've been speaking uh, uh, about the pandemic. We we actually uh, our lease was up uh, in in 2020, and and that's when it was the shift from work from home. Uh, so we've been doing so. We're actually in the process of. Uh, finalizing uh, uh, a new lease now so the office is uh, is moving and, and I could tell you everyone on our team is excited uh, to get back into the office and and collaborate in person um, I think a lot of us are suffering from the the zoom teams uh, uh, fatigue um, but uh, uh, business wise uh, uh, again we, we we're growing uh, so we're looking to add to the team um, and and you know, Speaking about the collaborative nature with the team, we're looking uh, forward to getting back in front of clients, right? Uh, meeting clients in person, hosting seminars. Um, I think it's it's well overdue. I, I you know, as humans, uh, we we all uh, uh, yearn for and need that um, uh, that human touch, uh, so to speak. So, just very excited uh, for what uh, what the future holds. Thanks for joining us for this episode of WP Talk. That was a great chat with Christopher. From both a finance and social perspective, he is a man with clear intentions. Good luck to him. For more WP Talk episodes, go to wealthprofessional.ca, click on the resources tab and select WP Talk. The site also includes all the latest news and views from the industry. And if you haven't already, feel free to sign up to our daily newsletter. I'm James Burton. Until next time.